In a highly triggered world, what we need is to cultivate spaces for conversations that matter. Join me and my soul brother, Matt Gottesman, who's also a returning guest for one of those conversations that matter. In this episode, you'll learn why our personal inner work both benefits us and the collective, why integration is the only true application for learned knowledge, why owning our wrongs helps us move into the right, the difference between a digital keyboard warrior and a true leader, the importance of adopting adaptability in your life and your business, how to create spaces for conversations that matter and why this is important, how being triggered could lean, lead into a deeper state of self-awareness, and the number one question to ask yourself and others during these highly triggered times. I'm telling you, this is a jam-packed episode that you may want to listen to a few times. Now, who is Matt? Matt Gottesman is a multidisciplinary creative, two-time founder, podcaster, writer, artist, and web 3.0 enthusiast. He is an agile digital marketer and strategist by trade with a background in helping some of the world's most iconic brands realize their potential digital, realize their potential digitally. Now, nearly a decade ago, he decided to reconstruct his narrative by taking to the internet to create, build, and publish to the world through his own brands, as well as communicate to the masses at the intersection of culture, creativity, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. Matt loves business, spirituality, and exploring personal development and human optimization because he believes all of the, these things help us become better people, creating more intentional impact in the world. He recently launched Permissionless, a weekly mail drop on Substack, as a way to help people break from the system to expand more on themselves through their collective work art and passions with the goal of bringing more ownership and sovereignty back to the individual. For more information on Matt, just head to his Instagram at Matt Gottesman. That link and more, including the link to his Substack, will be in the show notes. Now, if you dig this podcast and you want to connect, just text hashtag potent truth to 1781-336-0160. You can also join my telegram group called Awake and Aware, rubyfremon.com forward slash telegram and don't forget to get my book, Potent Leadership, which is available on Amazon. Amazon. Um, so you can check out your Amazon or just head to potentleadership.com. Now, whether you're a loyal listener or your brand spanking new to the podcast, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download rating and review helps get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. Now it's time to learn how to stay centered in a triggered world with the one and only Matt Gottesman. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative 
arrive at potent truth and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. And today I have got a returning guest and you know, if this guest is returning onto the podcast, especially within the same year that their episode aired, that this guest is definitely someone worth listening to. So Matt, welcome to Potent Truth. I am so excited to have you here and uh, for where this conversation is going to flow. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, hell of a year to do it in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, thank you. Um, for everyone listening, if you want to hear the first episode that I did with Matt, it's episode number 205. And I have a feeling that this episode is going to be just a little bit different because <laughs> Matt, from what I know, you've been navigating a real inwards journey this year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in fact, at the time of recording this, you just came out of your 75 days hard. Yes. You've also been on some epic spiritual retreats this year. Yep. You've also started to evolve your brand, your messaging, and the way in which you're showing up. Yep. All in the middle of a year where many people, and I say many people, even you listening, are clinging on to the old ways so I'm excited for you to just, let's start here. Let's start with what really led you to move more inwards this year? Um, there really isn't a choice in, in my world. So I had started doing the inner work, you know, almost a decade ago, eight, nine years ago. And when <clears throat> all of this was starting to happen, you know, the collective emotion is so unbelievably high and I get it, I totally get it. Um, it's different when you're doing it by yourself. Could you imagine the world that in totality going through various things, um, waking up or not, right? And so um, I always say that I'm doing twice the amount of work. I'm doing the work for myself and I'm doing the work also for the people who um, are just now, you know, kind of waking up <laughs> and needing some help. And also even more so for the people who are not doing the work because they, their energy is strong. They don't get it. They're projecting. It's very high. It's very scared. It's very fear driven. It's a lot of different things. 
Um, and so it's heavy, it's so heavy. And I looked at it as such a great opportunity to ground even more and be like, this is what we practiced for. Empathy, love, like meet them where they're at. You know, um, you know what that's like, you know where they're at. They don't know where we're at, but we know where they're at. And so um, having to do that extra work um, and, and do things, I mean, I've never been more tired at times than, uh, you know, and I've been running a marathon for a good minute. So learning to rest has been uh, imperative, but that inner work is kind of what's been keeping me um, not only uh, grounded, but also expansive in a lot of ways too. Cause I'm like, this is what we played for. This is what we practiced for. This is like, you know, we can study a lot of different things um, and we can um, learn a lot of different things, but until we start integrating them, right into our interactions, our relationships, society at large, we never really learn them, right? So that's why I say like, I didn't really have a choice, but I, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Mm. So, so well said. And I feel so much of that. I mean, as you know, I've been in deep in the inner work for a really long time as well, almost 20 years. And yet the last year has felt incredibly exhausting. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like the more of us that I speak to, the more I realize, okay, I'm not alone in this exhaustion. Like I was starting to think like, there's something wrong with me. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. All I want to do is sleep. I don't have as much energy. And it's interesting. Cause I know, so you said this and many people are saying this, I've said this is that we're not just doing the work for ourselves. We're also doing it for the collective and also those who are not doing the work. I would love to, for you to share more on that. Um, because I think that that's something that we, that is said a lot, but I want to make sure like people really understand what that means. Oof. There's a, there's a rabbit hole of a discussion there. Um, <laughs> You know, I was re-listening to um, mine and yours episode on my podcast, um, and you were saying so many, so many phenomenal things about um, some things didn't line up last year. And instead of um, not, you know, understanding your emotions, you took the time to be like, I'm going to go look at a few things and start looking a little bit deeper. And I'm, and I'm relating this for very specific reason because I did the exact same thing. Um, and um, where I think people are not doing the work is it goes even further back where I've been saying for years, even on, you know, when I started writing on HDF magazine, um, like the system that you are so lovingly attached to subconsciously, consciously, for whatever reason, and I get it because we've been kind of told for many years how to like be and what kind of jobs to get and what defines success. You know, all the things that I've been kind of preaching that um, there were a lot of rooms that didn't let me in. Looking back, I'm like, oh my God, thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I had to figure it out on my own. And then of course, with really great people. Um, I watched the health system destroy my father's health um, and potentially, um, you know, harm my mother as well. Um, and uh, we were also raised on a lot of holistic. Um, I watched the corporatism um, world. I couldn't understand. I thought it was me <clears throat> for a very long time. So 
So I'm like, oh yeah, no, like, uh, wouldn't you want to just do it this way? And then, and then we all like do well and we all make money. We all get credit. Like I was very, I was very collective and collaborative. I didn't realize that there was a politics going on within the corporate world until I realized it. So my, um, my experiences with all the systemic, you know, um, areas, whether with health or with work, um, or which are really collectively big things, money, the mortgage industry, you know, I was the only, I was like the last American still paying my mortgage that like I had an arm on the second mortgage. Like I was like, I was still paying it for 15 years. Everybody else like just let the house go. I still was paying. And I started to realize I'm like, the system is quirky. It's not what you think it is. And you have to really get very critically thinking about it and yourself. What I believe is, and I've been saying this for years, like it won't matter to you until it matters to you. Well, last year it mattered to a lot of people. And I feel like some got it and others did not. Others didn't want to let go of like, no, 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 no. Like the job's going to take care of me. No, 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 no. Like, you know, if we all just do all these things collectively with health, like, don't worry, don't worry. Like everyone's going to come rescue us. Everybody, it's going to be okay. Everybody, if, as, as long as you do these things, they, they weren't necessarily asking the questions that I was forced into asking myself years ago. And so that's why I had a lot of empathy. And so they hadn't kind of turned yet to be like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? That hasn't happened yet. And society has been so like kind of built generationally for several generations on this way of being, you know, we're, we're, we're very different. You and I, and a lot of others on God, but like everybody's technically unique, but I was about to put up this story today. And I was saying, I, I was watching everybody that I follow health and wellness, nutrition, spirituality, coaches, entrepreneurs, um, you know, free thinkers, um, you know, solopreneurs, um, all of these people trying to build something of their own, do the work. And it's fascinating to watch all the people doing like, they're really doing the work. They're like, here's this recipe that I found out and here's this and here's that. They're not bogged down. You can see the energy and the difference versus well, I heard this and I heard that and I heard this and I heard that, I heard this, I heard that, I heard this, I heard that. This is what I'm seeing and watching over here. So it's a different, they're, they're very much collectively in, um, you know, kind of a, a mode of operation that we've long since known if it's not run by yourself, um, sooner or later, it will probably break down and it won't necessarily care about you. And that is a hard, hard reality. And a kind of transition, I guess, to, you know, I want to get your thoughts. Um, you know, my mother was asking about, you know, she didn't get the, the jab and um, she knows people who did. And, and um, she's like, they're starting to have some problems. Was it from that? Was it not from that? Who knows, right? But um, she was trying to kind of tell them it might be and they got really tightened up. And I said, it's very simple. What if you're right? And I was like, that's a scary thing because if they believe that you might be right, then their decisions up until now are scary to think what that might mean for their world moving forward. And so people tend to cling on to an old world and kind of dust it under the rug 
for as long as they can versus just leaning in and being like, let's just deal with it all, all of it. Let's deal with our health. Let's deal with our finances. Let's deal with our life. Let's deal with our relationships. Let's deal with my emotions. Let's deal with my traumas. Let's deal with like, let's just fucking deal with it. Let's just get it all on the table and deal with it. Um, that's a very scary thing for most people. And I think that's why we're still seeing, you know, the two paradigms exist and the old paradigm is really clinging and we got to help them without enabling them <laughs> and without telling them what to do the way they want to tell us what to do. Right. Mm. So, <laughs> so well said, um, especially the example with, with your mom, I think that paints a, a real solid picture of what we're witnessing uh, in, in a multitude of different ways. And, you know, it's, I've always said this, if we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yes. uh, we have our basic human needs and physiological needs, you know, a need for safety. This is really important. This is the base of the entire pyramid. And if we look at this entire pandemic, it has challenged that base of our, our human needs. And so there are a lot of people in our world feeling very unsafe, feeling extremely uncertain, um, feeling robbed of their, their basic human needs and their physiological needs. And so they're clinging on to anything that helps them feel safe with that. They're also then clinging on to the idea of something external uh, from them that is keeping them safe, you know, whether it's the healthcare system or the government or a needle or, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're clinging on to that external sense of safety. And then what's interesting is, you know, those who are, you know, I had the same conversation with my dad, like he was sharing with me, uh, my parents are opting out of this experiment, thank God. And he was just sharing with me that there's a lot of news stories coming out of people having, you know, stuff happen very soon after, but like, we don't know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And it's interesting to hear how the media chooses to spin it that way. And people don't like to believe that the choice that they made could actually be the detrimental choice. It could actually mean that they were wrong. Uh, and, and so we're just seeing a lot of people kind of flailing almost like clinging on to anything that makes them feel safe, makes them feel right. Makes them feel like they're in control when ultimately if this last year and a half, almost two years has, has shown us anything, it's that we're not in control of anything external of us. The only thing that we're in control of is us. Well, and I tell people, don't like, don't talk. Like, move yourself into making it right. Like, like, people are afraid of being wrong. They're afraid. They have their mask. They have their vulnerabilities. Um, they have their, you know, their. Um, their wrongness, the things that they, you know, you talk about this in your book, you talk about leadership in general, like um, drop, removing the fabric of who they think they are and getting it all right. And like, you're wrong, allowed to make better choices. You have to own the wrong though. And um, I think that that's where, um, you know, look, when you, 
well, even in a great job, person 15th, that money is coming. It's different then. Where's the money going to come from? Mm-hmm. If you are full health care, full of this, no matter what happens, you know, it's different than like, what can I afford? <laughs> you know, so there, there, when living in comforts that have kind of been taken care of without having to actually think through them. And now all of a sudden, what do you mean? Like, like you're going to do away with my business or you're going to fire me or you're going to like not um, be able to support that for my health and this, like all these things that you promised. Well, I know exactly what that feels like. It's actually why I have even more empathy for them. I'm like, it doesn't feel so good, does it? And I like when they're like, so that's what happened to you all those years ago. I'm like, that's what happened to me all those years ago. Like, and luckily it happened enough times where I'm like, is it me? <laughs> like, what do I need to learn? Like, what am I missing? What, what's, what's not right here? And, um, you know, and then start to just lean in and, and do it. Um, but people innately don't like to be wrong, but we're wrong every day, all the time. And wrong helps us move right. Like we need it to know what to do next. So I think people just have to learn to get comfortable with that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> helps us move right. That's but my, I feel like my entire life has been like a series of failures. Right. Oh, and <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. especially for entrepreneurs, like our entire entrepreneurial journey has been failure after failure after failure. And from each failure, oh, yeah. we are reborn and, and, and given these lessons that then we get to integrate and continue moving. And I feel like that's what's happening also on a collective level, just with our personal lives and, and with our emotional being is that, you know, for example, considering the fact that maybe you were wrong, that is a massive ego check. And through that massive ego check, you are then opening your mind to the possibility of thinking something different, of a new belief, right? And this is the gift of being able to think critically. Those who are so dead set on being right, those who are so intertwined with their egos cannot think critically about anything. They're really just operating from this state of fear. And I want to talk about this in leadership um, because both of us, I mean, we're, I see us as entrepreneurial leaders and especially in the online space. And I've observed this unwillingness to consider that maybe you're wrong in this space too, like entrepreneurial leaders clinging onto their old ways, not wanting to change, showing up exactly the same. And I've also observed people judging them like, oh, this leader's not speaking up and this influencer's not speaking up. And I continue to look at them with grace and compassion because they're just not there yet. They're ultimately, they're just really scared. Um, but everyone, like everyone's going to have this massive wake up call. It's like what you said earlier, um, where it, it, you know, things aren't going to matter to you until it matters to you. Yeah. So true. And, and, and the, and everybody's a digital keyboard warrior, right? <laughs> you know, um, part of the work, the inner work of twice the work, work for myself, work for other people is 
oh, I can't judge. Oh, um, you know, let me hold that space. Like, who am I to say like how it should look? And this is where they're at. And, um, you know, and I think that that's just, it's so, so important because even before all this happened, we saw a lot of like entrepreneurial leaders online kind of cling to their old ways that like, you know, it's why they were having a hard time adapting even in the digital space in some ways, even some of your like, you know, the generation before us of, of leaders, right? Um, and, and um, <laughs> you know, um, moving into a very transparent place that we're in now. Look at what transparency is doing everywhere, whether you wanna see it or not, right? And that's, that's sometimes the part that blows my mind away. And I'm like, how do you not see it? <laughs> you know, like uh, sometimes it, it's so funny, but I realize also too, depends on the content you're consuming depends on the mindset of how you're um, gauging. You know, I get people on all different kinds of sides, like send stuff. I'm like, I'm always careful at the thing, the fact that things can be doctored and, you know, and be very inauthentic and things like that. And so um, the breaking down is happening everywhere and we have to allow it to. And that is also a very tough thing. Imagine seeing something bad happening and you can't really do anything about it, but it's also like purposefully happening. So you can't do anything about it. You have to allow the things to break down. That's why I, every now and then you see me post, I say everything that isn't real won't make it. We're there. Everything that isn't real will not make it. It's already happening. And um, so as leaders, right, we have to be willing to have the conversation that matters in all things. And it doesn't, by the way, it doesn't have to be heavy because I, I get that too. Like I, I was just having this conversation the other day about like heaviness, is it heaviness or light, you know? And, um, you know, we can actually create a space where, you know, we're willing to have conversations that matter and lead a let me back up. One of the things that I did when I first started going through my transformation is it was brutal. So I definitely know how people feel. I locked out. I sought out, I should say. I found people right away who kind of like took me in to nurture my mind, my body, and my soul. I'm paying it back. So I can focus on all the crap that's happening and we can be inauthentic and we can do all these things, but it, it it doesn't work for me. What works for me is I feel like I owe for the gifts that were like, you know, given to me that happened. Like, I mean, it was really hard. It was so, so hard. Like I'm even, even thinking about that time, like, and there was people that like plucked me up out of nowhere. I swear to you, it was all like God driven. And it was like, they just came in and started helping me um, in areas, not doing the work, giving me the, the tools to do the work and create my way out of it and serve my way out of it and build my way out of it. And so very much so I look at leadership now more than ever as how do we help the people? There's the awakening and that's some scary shit. And I was just thinking about this the other day, how many of, of the people online that are actually helping that group, you included, I think you play a lot of multifaceted roles and I'm like, wow, um, because it is, it's a powerful, like, place to hold space when people are waking up. 
And I think about just on the other side of that was, well, now what? My world has crashed, now what? And that's where I'm, I'm feeling my kind of call is like, here's how we're going to build our way out of it. Here's how we're going to do it. And here's how we're going to, you know, increase sovereignty and freedom in your world. I get your old world is gone. There's options. Let's talk about those options because I didn't know what my options were, but I sought them out and the right people came in and, and helped me discover all these extra options. And that like means everything. And, and that's where so much more freedom comes from and innovation and movement and collaboration and like true collectivism and, you know, and honesty and directness and boldness and like all of the, you know, utopic things I think that we're really trying to move towards. Um, so um, that's kind of the, the, the niche nooky area that I kind of find myself in is like, okay, right. So you admit the world's collapsed. Like, yeah, I'm like, you ready to move? <laughs> you know, like here's some options and we're going to do this together, together, side by side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really important for everyone listening to also just remember by trade, Matt is in marketing and he's a strategist, uh, you know, awesome at branding, a creative disciplinary, and he's also doing this work. Uh, you know, we can be multifaceted in the work that we do. And I think right now what's even I mean, you tell me if you agree or not with this, because I think this can be debated that as leaders in our respective industries or fields or just in the online space, if we are privy to certain information that impacts humanity as a whole, it then becomes part of our responsibility to either support the sharing of the, that information or the teaching of that information or the spreading of that information. And again, this can be debated. I think that there's a lot of layers to that. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I agree, actually do agree. Um, I have learned that um, some people prefer the ice bucket, you know, route. Jump in, it's going to suck, go for it. I have found that scared people need to be kind of like felt and seen and heard. And then somehow in a weird way, ask the right appropriate questions where they go, huh? And I'm watching several people. It's interesting. I'm watching the content, the writing. And I mean, they were really one other side. I hate to use sides, but like, it's interesting watching like the conversations changing more and more and more. It's, it's actually quite cool to watch, right? Um, because of the right questions and the right, like, hey, so how do you feel about this? And like, um, you know, and here's a bunch of interesting data. I was just curious, like what your thoughts are on that, you know? Um, a lot of people aren't, a lot of people aren't ready to hear it. And so what happens is it causes more resistance and friction. That's, so that's the, that's the flip side that I was struggling with is like, I want to share a whole bunch of stuff, but the people who aren't ready to hear it don't want to hear it. They like, they feel, they feel the same way that <laughs> the way they're, they're projecting on us. Like, what do you mean you didn't get the jab? You're like, yeah, I'm cool. Like do whatever you want. Like I'm all good. That's not, that's not very this of you. That's not very that of you. I'm like, interesting. Cause I didn't treat you that way. 
So you see how we're very diametrically opposed. Why all the resistance on your side? They're holding so much resistance. So it's hard because if we, if we hit resistance with more resistance, we repel them faster. That's, that's a very difficult thing because all of us are all listening to each other. And thank God, I think that's actually a very big thing because we all do need to help each other and support each other and prepare ourselves for knowing what's going on. But for the masses, it's hard because we, we have to like kind of layer in these like, I get you. Have you thought about this? Or what do you think about this? And you start to ask just the right questions where they leave the conversation. And I've seen this countless times where they come back and they go, so I was thinking about what you said. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know? and, it's, and it's so behind the scenes. Unfortunately, it's not so massive and online. And like, you know, sometimes like, you know, some of the people I follow that are like, and if you don't see this, if you can't, that like, I worry that it, it's, it, it goes back to the old paradigm, you know, the reds and the blues and all that stuff way back when, where it was like, oh, you know, that's one side saying projecting on the other side and vice versa. And how do you kind of like change that up? You get very Switzerland in a way where you're like, I'm just trying to get you to think outside of the box. How can I do that? And um, get you to start putting a few things under the microscope. So I think we have to share it. And I certainly do so. Um, in a lot of different means. And, but I've also been met with some major resistance by, <laughs> by some people. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, you know, and then I ask them things in alignment with their world that they trust in. I'm like, well, what do you think about this? It was put out by the same you know, organization that you really um, love and are supporting. And this actually happened recently. And this individual is like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, oh yeah, here it's, you know, it's, it's put out by that organization that that might be something, you know, um, to look at. Right. And the fear came over, like, what if he's right? So, but I did my part. I planted the seed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I agree with you. I think we're here to share it. And depending on which audience we're in front of, how we share to kind of collectively get the people to like step outside of their norm and be like, I want to think about this a little bit differently. Like you do that and then let's get back and let's have a discussion, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then also showing that empathy, right? Because I think a lot of times what's happening is a lot of people saying like, you know, who, you know, the freedom fighters, right? Well, all this, like, you know, everybody that's like, oh, let me show you like, you know, your rights are being infringed upon and all this stuff. If they're not already seeing it, they may not see it. Mm -hmm. So um, I look at it as like, how can, you know, we ask the right type of questions that I had to ask myself when I was removing myself from all the systems and all the programming, all those things previously. So I asked the right questions based off my own experience. And then it's cool to see them start to like, you know, feel like, oh, this is a safe place to talk. Make it a safe place to talk and done, done. Because then people start to be like, okay with having conversations and somebody being there to potentially take care of that moment, they realize some shit. So that's where we also have this job of cultivating a space, right? Uh, because I've seen it a few times already. They're like, oh shit. You're like, yeah. And you're like, oh shit. And you're like, yes. <laughs> and then you see that like the lights are going on. Everything is like, you know, just like that. And thank God at the same time, I'm like, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's going to be okay. Like, it's all good. You know, let's, let's hear some great other perspectives about what you're realizing 
Um, and you can play around with those too and, and think through those. And, you know, uh, um, the goal is that you feel most free to like grow, right? And not be stuck with where you're at nor clinging to it when you kind of intuitively already know something's not right. Mm, yeah. There was something that you had said in that about, uh, you know, the, the sharing and planting seeds. And I think that's really important for people to hear right now, because I think, and myself included, I'm including myself in the, in this, it's really easy to be super reactive um, because what's happening in the world, you know, especially if it goes against what you value deeply and you're really passionate about it, it, it can make you angry. It can make you upset. It can make you frustrated when people aren't seeing it. Um, but that doesn't cultivate the reactivity doesn't cultivate the conversations that matter. You know, it doesn't even create a space for a conversation. And that's what we're seeing a lot of, um, is, it doesn't matter what you believe. We're seeing a lot of people taking sides and um, pushing sides. Yes. And yes. that's not conducive. That doesn't support the changes that we want to seek. It's almost like everyone's, there's so many people that are just stuck. They're stuck in this state of like, I need to wake everyone up. And they're so stuck that they don't, see that they're actually stuck in a reactive state. And I've had to observe that within myself as well. And, um, you know, I've honed back on, I've toned things down. I, I, I now will ask myself like three times before I share someone else's shit. I'm trying not to share other people's shit as much because usually when I share other people's shit, it's like from a reactive place, unless it's yours, yours is never from a reactive place. Um, but it's, it's so important that we understand that planting seeds is really all we can do. You know, like if we think about our own awakening journey, there were people there, like you said, there were people there for you. I had people there for me, but no one dragged me through it. Like I had to do that work. And for a long time, there were people there in my life that were showing me, telling me, guiding me, and I was completely ignoring them. You know, we, we, we have to go through this on our own and the same with others. Like, so we can, as leaders show up and plant the seeds and share information. And what I love the most about what you shared is just like, create those spaces for conversations to happen. Like we don't have enough of that. We don't have it's like we're losing safe spaces, uh, safe in, in quotation, safe spaces for us to non-reactive spaces for us to have non-reactive conversations. You know, we're starting to lose that. And in that, I feel like we're starting to lose the human in humanity. It, it's really sad to watch. Um, but the more that we do the work, to cultivate, to create, to call in those spaces, the better it is for the people around mm -hmm. us, our audiences, our communities, uh, the people in our lives, because then we have spaces for us to engage in healthy, loving, compassionate conversations versus react reactive conversations or projections. It's true. I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, the number one question I think you should ask 
is, what do you know? Right? Because there's so much like my side, your side, my side, your side. But why don't people go, I'm naturally curious. And I got rocked so bad back in the day that it grounded me right into humility where I'm like, I need help, what do you know? But now we can do that in all contexts of the words. What do you know? What do you know? Like what's, I'm, I'm curious, what do you know? Um, and we can do that right back to other people who may not be you know, in the same mindset. Like, what do you know? Okay, we're having a conversation about it. You know, that's good. Um, here's what I do know, you know, and I'm happy to share that with you. Um, and, you know, and you won't always get the outcome that you want. You know, we're not here to convince anybody of anything. That is not our role. That is not our job. And so you brought up a really great point about like, people kind of get stuck in that reactionary, like, you know, trying to wake people up. And they're like, you have to want to, you have to want to work out. You have to want to learn about your finances. You have to want to learn about your health. You have to want to be a better man or woman. You have to want to like be a better partner in relationships. You have to want to be a better leader in your business. You have to want, you have to want to. Um, so it's, you know, that reactionary state doesn't exactly, I think, push them further. Um, it certainly um, allows for the flowing for the most part of information, whether or not that that gets suppressed or not in this day and age. Um, you know, so, 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 you know, and then even then I try to tell people, it's good to know the information, but it's just information. You have to still look into all things for yourself. What feels right internally. We have to have that conversation. What feels right. Like, don't tell me what you read. Don't tell me what like this person said and this outlet said and this and like, tell me what you feel. What do you really, really, really feel in your gut? You know, um, most of the time people will actually tell you something different than the words that they're regurgitating. Right. Um, and so, but again, the space has to be, you know, created for that. Right. Um, and, and I'm also, you know, to kind of revert back to what we were talking about earlier too. It's interesting. Cause like when I look at like people like Naval, we don't know, but we know, right? Like we know, <laughs> in my opinion, like, I mean, because already his thinking is very, um, it's very um, not in the box, right? Like, so he talks about like wealth and happiness and health and all these other things and about like not relying on the system look at people like Peter Schiff, who's like, you know, very wealthy individual from money, but like not from the way sometimes money was positioned in the, you know, the system world, you know, more from like the break free from the system world. Like, Hey, here's how things are like happening economically and financially. Have you guys thought about that? No, let's talk about that. You know? So, um, so I think that you know, I, it's small tangent, but the idea is that like the, there's a lot of people outside willing to give you, um, you know, the tools and resources and the, the ideologies to be like, here's some stuff that you can work with, integrate with it a little bit, understand it, play around with it. You know, I'm not saying like change drastically overnight because we know that it takes time, but um, be bold enough to say, what do you know? What do you know? What am I missing? What am I missing? share with me. I want to know, you know, and genuinely mean it. 
<laughs> by the way, now with condescension, sometimes, you know, that's easy for a lot of people to, to say. And the other thing I was going to say too, is when you were talking, it was beautifully well put. Um, that goes back again to the whole point of, I have to do work for myself and I have to do twice the amount of work because to your point, it's to not be reactionary because I have to embody the very essence of what I'm hoping that, you know, we all become, you know, I have to embody the character because if I fight you back, then like we're now, you know, having, um, how does mine look any better than yours? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how is it that like, you know, we're just maybe having different set of words and ideologies, but like we're basically behaving the same. So I constantly go back to character is, you know, in order to ground in our character and our behavior, we need those kind of challenges. We need a little bit of resistance to rise the occasion with our behavior. And then when people will be like, wow, like you seem like, you know, you know, calm, like, well, yeah, I've got a calm nervous system. Doesn't mean shit's not happening. Chaos is happening all the time, but I'm able to manage it. Like, or, um, you know, any other set of like things that might come up, like, oh, wow, you don't seem concerned here. You seem concerned there. I'm like, oh, I'm very much concerned. I'm prepared. I'm grounded. I'm prepared. I, I'm clear, you know? And so, um, and um, if we behave in a manner that embodies like what we're all really here to do, then they feel safer to be like, I like you. Like, I'd like to learn more and I feel free and safe to ask, what do you know? And like, what can I learn? And what else is there other than this, right? Mm, yes, to all of that. Um, where do I want to start dissecting? <laughs> you know, it, it's, I think that this, this level, first of all, this level, this, the ability to think in this way and to show up in this way is a testament to your devotion to the inner work. And I think that it requires a lot of inner work to be able to think in these ways, to be able to, um, you know, for example, for me to observe myself in a reactionary state and be like, shit, I'm being reactionary. Like yes. I, and then to check yourself in that state and to find ways to return back to a state of compassion and love and true unity. You know, everyone's preaching, like we need to reach this place of unity, but at the same time, they're dogging on the other, the other quote unquote side. Right. And, you know, I just shared today. Um, I, I, I can't even quote myself because I don't remember what it was. Half the things I should say, I don't remember, but it was something along the lines of, you know, we have to embody the vision that we see for humanity yeah. and, um, you know, bringing this also back to the way in which you're shifting and evolving your messaging and your platforms. Um, because I think this is really important for people to, to understand is that we get to embody the vision that we see for humanity moving forward in all areas of our lives, you know, not just your personal life, but bring that into your business. Cause what is your business? It's an extension of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Bringing that into your business, bringing that into your branding, bringing that into your messaging, your content, your, your programs, your offers, your services, like everything and weaving that in because as we know, the world is changing. Humanity is changing. The old systems are crumbling. Um, you know, the matrix is being shattered. Uh, this isn't going to be an overnight process, but it's happening, you know, and we 
get to pave the way by being the embodiment of the vision that we seek in all ways, in every single way. And, you know, I always get excited when you share, uh, you know, evolutionary stages of your business. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds so exciting. Like, Oh my God, I'm so excited for him. And then I'm still in this weird space of like, I've just let everything go, you know, like this isn't working. That's not working. This is no longer aligned. This no longer feels important. This no longer brings me meaning. I need to get back to this state of like nothingness in order to rebuild from a place of like deep meaning. And, and I share that so that everyone listening can hear like, whether you're in that state of nothingness or, or you're in that state of like, shit, everything I'm doing doesn't bring me meaning anymore. Or you're in the rebuilding stage, like Matt, like wherever you are, it's a beautiful place to be. And it's important to show yourself some love and compassion as you evolve yourself and your business and your messaging and all the things that go along with it. I think that's so, so important while other people that you may follow online and you may see scrolling are continuing to cling on to the old ways and the old shit. Let that go and focus on, like Matt said, how does it make you feel? You know, I want everybody listening to know, um, and it's beautiful what you said about, um, you know, watching the evolutionary into the next thing and how it keeps evolving and all this stuff behind the scenes. There are moments that I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, and I, I want to be grateful about that because um, there are two things happening. There's a knowing, and that's why I keep doing it, and I keep moving, and I do it even without understanding all of the components. But the knowing, that, that connection to myself, is what allows me to be like, I'm going to do it anyway. It feels right. And then <laughs> there's the other side that's like, that'll never work. What are you doing? Like, that's crazy. You know, like, you know, no, this is, the, this is the winning formulas that people are doing and that, you know, and this and that. And so to your point earlier, um, I get triggered too. We all do. It's constant. The difference is when you play from a self-aware state, you know, when it's happening, right. When it's happening the other day alone out of nowhere, um, I, and I was doing great externally with it, with a given situation with clients. And, um, but internally my dialogue started spiraling. And I mean, it was like, it got to a place where I'm like, can you excuse me for one moment? <laughs> you know, I went into the bathroom and I'm like, okay, I love you, brother. Like you're all good. <laughs> like calm the fuck down. Like you're cool. Like I basically learned to talk to me the way I would talk to my friends. I'm like, everything's all good. Like, but what's coming up? Like, let's two seconds, let's quickly like deal with it. What, you know, what's bothering you? Like, you know, and then also a really important thing that I've actually learned over the last couple of years, that's really so important. And I learned this from one of my spiritual mentors um, is we're not actually supposed to stay stuck in it. A lot of times we can recognize it, but it's not meant for us to keep dissecting. So we have to recognize it and pay homage to it and understand like, and sometimes it's, we're meant to be like, where's that really coming from? Cause you're trying to kind of evolve past it. So it no longer exists. And other times it's just meant to be like, no ground ourselves right back into like, you know, our higher self and how are we gonna do that? We need a player. Who's the player? It's the, the person like challenging us ourselves, our minds sometimes. And so 
it's interesting when that happens, we have to kind of like, okay, like calm down. Like I get you. And this is what's coming up in all these other things. Do we, do we believe this to be true or are we just having a moment? And if we're just having a moment, can we have a moment later and to talk about this later? <laughs> you know, it's like, I treat myself the way I would treat people, right? Or, you know, friends and family and everybody. So, um, so triggers will always happen. I, I want people to know that they'll always happen. It's just that it's different when you're coming from a reactionary state versus a self-aware state. A self-aware state allows you to respond accordingly and have a deeper understanding of where are you coming from and help me create where you're going versus just simply like constantly leading from a reactionary emotional state. And if I could tell anybody anything with that, is that because I'm, you know, I'm 42 now. So I look at time very differently. I don't have time for that crap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have time. Like I, I want to deal with things is what I'm really saying. Um, when you start having a different relationship, when you start losing people, when, you know, other thing, other occurrences in your life start to happen and other things, priorities come full, like, you know, front and center, you start to look at time very differently. And I don't have the kind of time to not deal with things. The only time I have is to actually deal with anything and everything right then and there. Sometimes I might need, you know, a few minutes. I need to excuse myself. And in business, it can, it's okay too. And if you're in a business or in a company or in any environment that doesn't allow that, buy. Like, because I'm not going to put my health over anything. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to put anybody else over my health for anything, right? So um, <laughs> uh, it's kind of a slip. <laughs> so, um, so in business, it's very appropriate when we're being attacked or when, or when we're feeling something, we're getting triggered. Maybe we're not even being attacked. We're just being triggered to understand, like, let me not respond. Let me listen. Let me finish listening. And um, if I'm not ready to respond, you can always show grace. Here's a perfect time to exhibit the character of the embodiment of what we want to be. You know what? Um, thank you so much for sharing all of that information. I'm still working through all of it. Took, a, took down some, some notes and some ideas. Let me get back to you on that. Um, or let me work through that a little bit more and then I'll give you my thoughts. Especially because you may actually be in an altered state of perspective that isn't even really, it's emotional based. It might not even actually be real. So imagine that, imagine you want to respond with something that isn't even real. And then you get people who are like, what? No, I didn't even think that. Like, I was, no. Or, and, and I get it by the way, because some people are very, they can come at you, especially in business, in all business and all in companies and in entrepreneurship and in clients everywhere. Right. Every other people are tripping too. Everybody's got triggers running around all throwing on each other. So we have to learn to really stay like centered when our own triggers come up whether it's coming from somebody else's or from whatever interaction, simply so we can be like, all right, like, let me just listen and stay present. And then I'll have to think through it if I need to excuse myself or if I need to tell somebody, hey, oh, let me, you know, let me digest through all that information and genuinely mean it. And I'll get back to you. And then calmer heads prevail as the expression says, right? So there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. We make it sound so simple. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of practice so much practice it's a, um, it is a, and i love that word because it truly is a practice it's a practice that's why i always say i'm in a practice of observation you know i'm in a practice of self-awareness i'm in i'm in a practice um so again like to everyone listening no matter where you're at just understand that this is a practice um matt we could talk forever i say i say this every time we do something 
I feel like we could have our own show or get back to our lives. Like, I feel like something just needs to happen. We can talk about that later. Um, but for now, since we're nearing the end of the episode, what is one potent truth that you want to leave our listeners with? Ooh, just one. Um, it all takes time and you have to, yeah, you have to be willing to, to deal with it, to deal with the things, lean into them, but it all takes time. Um, it's something even I have been dealing with lately around time. Um, especially like, um, even when we start moving in more of our truth, more and more of our truth and more and more of our vision and we're excited by it and we're hoping for, you know, things to happen sooner. Those are attachments to outcomes. We have to constantly remind ourselves it all takes time. And very importantly to that point, you may not see it. Things are always like kind of protecting you when you're moving within your vision and your purpose. It really is like, I mean, if there are doors that are closed and, and by the way, doors still get closed on me like constantly. And I'll, I'm telling you within days, something happens to like that person or like a situation. I'm like, Oh my God, like got it. I'm cool. I'm protected. Keep moving. Like um, everything takes time and things are always working for you. If you allow them to be, you know, and you don't attach yourself to like thinking you know, you have to be here when maybe, you know, your mission and soul is here, like even way higher than you could ever imagine. We limit ourselves often by our triggers, by our narratives, by our anything that can constantly get in our way when we're not having a deeper and deeper relationship with ourselves. And when we start having deeper and deeper relationships, we're like, man, how far can I really go? As, much, as far as you want, you know, and as far as you can allow um, and to receive. So I would just say it all takes time and, um, you know, to allow the process to unfold while you're doing the work and show lots and lots of grace on yourself and literally have a relationship with yourself. Like, again, I, I, I'll end with this. Just, I, I know I've repeated this. I don't know if it was with you, but I, I've seen this and I just I keep repeating this. Um, there was this actor that was speaking at Oxford and he was saying, to everybody in the crowd, like, you know, how you like, you're so accepting of your friend, like they can make the biggest mistake and they were completely at fault. And how do you treat them? Oh, it'll be okay. Mistakes happen. Like, you're so good to them. And then everyone's laughing. He goes, you ever wonder why you don't talk to yourself that way? Why do you not have that relationship with yourself? So like, if you can say it to others, you most certainly can say it to yourself. So I definitely ask people to explore that, you know, um, embodying that for themselves, um, just the way they would show up for anybody else. It's that simple ish. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> simple ish. Simple ish. Again, it's a practice. It's a practice. Simple in ideology, not so simple in practice, but you start practicing it more and more. And then you start to really, it's cool because you really do start to be like, really love you, dude. <laughs> like, there are just times I'm like, I totally see you. Like, I totally like how you handle that. I like how you approach that. You know, yeah, it didn't maybe work out, but like, good for you. And that was cool. You used to be ground. And like, you actually start to have this kind of cool relationship with yourself mm -hmm. that's very, you know, you know what I mean? Like you respect yourself because you're like looking at yourself and, and giving that grace and, and really, um, you know, really loving on yourself the way you would anybody else. And yeah. it's a very, I think it's a very cool place to observe 
um, over time because you, you can feel it like and vibrate it even more and more. And you're like, I feel good. So even, yeah, so even if people do yell at you, like, I'm cool. Like, I've been, I can only move so fast. I'm doing a pretty good job over here. But how are you doing? <laughs> you know, like you start to have these boundaries built automatically because yeah. you feel so much better. And so when people like come at you and you're like, well, I know I'm not really the problem in this situation, but I know how they must be feeling. Mm-hmm. So let me see if I can help them. Like yeah. I just created the space. That's how we create the space. How do we know how to create the space? We did it for ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Well said. <laughs> that was a long um, tangent. As no, no, it was great. <laughs> it needed to be said. Um, Matt, um, tell our listeners where they can get more of you online. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was telling you how I simplified this a lot more. <laughs> so um, definitely the easiest way to connect with me is at Matt Gottesman, G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N on Instagram. That leads to everything else. My podcast is The Hustle Sold Separately. Um, not hustle and grind, but hustle for like doing the work in your life. Um, really great, uh, grateful to have gotten as far as I have with that. And then I'm doing a lot more writing, um, as I told you, on Substack. Anybody that's listening, check it out. It's mattgottesman.substack.com. But the title of it is called Permissionless. And that has a lot of different meanings, A, for where we're heading, and B, because you really don't need any approval or validation or anything from anybody to just start being and building yourself, especially now more than ever, you gotta, you know, you gotta rip all of those boundaries apart, all of the external boundaries that don't belong to you apart and, and, and move much more with gumption. So I write about very cool concepts that um, allow people to move in a multitude of different ways um, and simplify the processes a little bit, so. Mm. Amazing. So I'm going to have those links and more in the show notes. Make sure you check in with Matt, just share your biggest insights from this episode with both of us online. Of course, my handle is at I am Ruby. Matt, as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just sharing your presence, your wisdom. I am always so filled with gratitude after our conversations, whether it's recorded or not. I appreciate you as a friend and I'm so glad that, you know, our paths crossed. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we've actually done quite a few shows uh, between our podcasts, between uh, our lives. We should definitely think about doing another, you know, live or two, um, yeah. you know, um, help the people from this place in our, our little uh, corner of the web. <laughs> you know? um, but happy to. And thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you everyone for joining Matt and I for another episode of Potent Truth, where we're taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you haven't grabbed my book, go get it now, potentleadership.com. Make sure you follow both Matt and I online and drop a rating and review on iTunes, plus download a few episodes and uh, make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho family.